Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Kat Shear, and we're here with Scott Schweitzer and our special guest, Jen Ryan. Jen, how you doing? I'm good. I'm recovering from our morning training session. So uh, Awesome. Tell me about it. What'd you do today? Yeah, it, it was fun. We did, uh, so it was actually, we flipped our day. Mornings are typically sort of like either a monostructural or some sort of strongman gymnastics type thing. So Today, instead of running in the morning, we're going to do that this afternoon. And this morning, we did our afternoon session, which consists of some lifting. So we had front squats and then like a clean and jerk complex, uh, and then a 32-minute EMOM. And it was uh, 32 minutes. So uh, minute one was echo bike for calories. Minute two was four bar facing burpees, three squat cleans uh, at a certain percentage uh, based off of your clean percentage plus four more uh burpees over the bar and then station three was 15 chest or pull up station four is rest so that you can push you know the, the goal is to push that echo bike and uh and the other ones so uh, yeah so then we get and i like i like the gymnastics rest. under a uh, gymnastics under fatigue is always fun too yeah. to practice we do Absolutely. we do a lot of emoms here i'm i'm the queen of emoms if uh if i'm doing even a regular workout and it ends up that I'm close to finishing a round within a minute or two minutes, I will just take the 15 seconds and turn it into an EMOM. So that's my, uh, that's my go-to all the time. Invictus. <laughs> Love a good EMOM. I started there has been known for these like terrible EMOMs. And I swear there's always a few throughout the year where people start crying or whining. Like, <laughs> I can't make it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. The best, the best is when you do. I love it now because I've been yeah. here for so long and I just, I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> they're, they're super effective and you can, you can get sort of grind that grindy feeling without like totally wearing out. And I mean, the minute rest is super nice. I know I try to, when we program them, if it's any more than like 24 minutes long, we'll make that fourth minute you know, usually a break with, yeah. with that last minute being sort of some, some kind of maybe max effort thing so that they get a break. But yeah, I'm, I would love to program a, like a 32 minute one with no rest and, and see how, yeah how my athletes would respond to that. They would not like me very much. It was originally written as 30 minutes, just straight through no rest. Oh, okay. And so Hunter and Holden are our, they do all of our programming coaching and neither of them were there this morning. Holden's out of town. And uh, Hunter will be there for a running this afternoon. So Tino was in, uh, who you know used to do all the programming, was always uh, there coaching. So he was in this morning, and we were looking at it. He was looking over, and he's like, "I kind of changed it up just slightly so we could keep the stimulus. I made it a little, you know, like two minutes longer." But he's like, "I think this might be better." And we were like, "Yeah." Like looking at the one that they had done previously, there was a couple of tweaks, and I was like, "I don't know." It was originally like six burpees over the bar on each side of things, and then the Three and it's like Yikes. that's a lot at the percentage you want us to do this at? <laughs> like so uh we still got the stimulus again everybody's still dying and working hard <laughs> at the end of the day it was the stimulus was met so i love it i love it we did um we did a partner workout today i jumped into the 745 class we did 
thousand meter row, 60 wall balls, 80 burpees, 60 wall balls, and then another thousand meter row. Ooh, so it was fun. It was, it was good. I mean, and we have a very um, immature training age at my gym, like, you know, a lot of brand new people that have maybe only doing CrossFit for like three, four months. So, and I actually partnered up with someone who used to do CrossFit, stopped during the pandemic and is like on her first day back. So I'm like, I'm going to partner with you. This is going to be fun. (laughs) And so that's cool. Yeah. I got to do the lion's share of the burpees. I love burpees. So I did, we split those up a little bit differently. And uh, I used a 10 pound wall ball to like a 12 foot target. Cause I just wasn't feeling the 14 today. I'm really sore. And uh, I was like, I'm going to do 10, but if I do 10, I'm going to like try to launch it in the air as high as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like jumping every time. Just, I mean, how, how tall are you? Five, two. Yeah. I'm five, one and three quarters. So yeah, I mean, that's the same, same thing. I, yeah, it's not fun for me. I remember one time I did a, we did a master's athlete, a master's competition locally with a buddy of mine. It was like a co-ed and uh, it was the first time we I'd ever had to do a 10 pound, a uh, 10, foot target. And I'm pretty sure it was a, it was probably only a 15 pound ball, but it felt, or 14 pound ball, but it felt like a 30 pound ball to me trying to go to a 10 foot target, having never trained it. This was back in like probably 2016, yeah, maybe 2015. Like nobody, nobody did that. And it was rowing and wall balls. And I remember my partner was on the rower and I got no rep like seven times on the wall balls. And I just like, I could not, I was trying my hardest. I just, there was nothing I could do to get it. And so he like is screaming at me to, you know, come off and trade. And as where he's walking by me, he just like looked at me with this look of death. And he said, you better fucking row your ass off. Am I really going to row my ass off? I'm like, like I'll do what I can. But this workout right now, um, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I have like major PTSD from that competition. We actually ended up doing really well, but that was, I've never seen him so angry at me. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. You're like, how can anybody get mad at a female who's like five, two or below when you're right. row wall ball workout like you can't even get mad like, there's two of my worst things yeah, yeah you're like i i'm like i'm just i'm moving still so like that's a win exactly <laughs> good times good times um so you've had an interesting year yeah very, it's, uh, it's been a very interesting year year and a half i guess you could say um yeah so you went to the games uh, on a team We'll forget 2020 for now because that just like is a throwaway or 2021 rather. Um, so 2021, you go to you qualify through um, West Coast Classic, yeah, with your Invictus team, and you go to the games. And then the following year, you're at the games as an individual in the 40 to 44. Now, was that your first year in that division? It was my first year competing in that division. In 2019, I competed in the 35 to 39 division. Right. That was the year of the super teams. So there was really no, there was no need for a 39 year old, uh, uh, Jen Ryan on a Invictus team. Um, so <laughs> would you, would you have wanted to go team that year? If you, if there was well, an opportunity? I, I was actually the alternate for the team that took third for Reagan and Lauren, but I told them, I was like, ladies, you cannot get hurt. <laughs> Like, mm. I think that was that team. Yeah, yeah. That was the year they took third. Yeah. I was like, ladies, please don't get hurt. Um, I, I I, will bring the caliber of the team down. Quite that, was, um, that was Rasmus. Was Tommy Venus. Yes. Tommy Venus. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, I judged that year, and I had them on, like, eight or nine different workouts. They were my team. So They were so they fun. They were fun. I loved getting to train with all of them that year and just yeah. 
I love that group so much. Yeah. So did you, when you went team in 2021, was it sort of like your, your Sam Corn YA year where you were going to just go team and sort of like regulate yourself and, and maybe build on some things and not overtrain necessarily so that you could go back to the games as an individual in 2022? Was that your intention or did it just, things just happen? Uh, things just happen. So I went team for Invictus in 17 and 18 and then 19 went masters, uh, 2021 at the beginning of the season. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with the way Invictus does things with teams, uh, but they essentially put it together and you are basically competing against each other. Um, mm -hmm. There are alternates and there's no set team. And before 2017, during 2017, you know, two weeks before regionals, when you're supposed to peak, we actually did the workouts and the four of us females competed against each other. So I peaked two weeks before regionals to win my spot on the team, as did everyone, right? And then two mm -hmm. weeks later, I was supposed to be at the top of my game again, too. And even after that, they still say, well, we're still a team of eight, you know, because that was when I was a team of six at the time, and somebody might take your place to go to the games. Um, that's the way they they do it, like as a, a, a real team, right? Um, sure. Whether I've always agreed with that or not is to be is debatable, but at any rate, it's it's worked out very it's, well for me. It I seems think. pretty black and white, right? It's just yeah. based um, on a like meritocracy. If you perform right. better, you're going to make it, right? So, you know, at the beginning of 2021, uh, Brittany Weiss really wanted to go team, and you know, it it can be a very stressful situation when you are putting in a lot of work and you want to build a team camaraderie. And you want to put 100% um, belief in the four people you decide to go team with. And I firmly believe in that as well. I believe in a team approach and I believe in that approach. And I didn't want to deal with the uncertainty of maybe, maybe not. Um, mm -hmm. If I go team, but then I don't get to be masters, like, why would I give that chance up, right? Um, I wanted to 100% believe in my team that I chose, and so did she. And so um, we decided that we were going to present that with two other guys at the gym, present that as this is the way that we would like to do it if we're going to go team at all. You know, we'd like to talk with you, the coaches, about doing it this way. And mm -hmm. I had no intention – well, I had the intention of – I can go masters if I need to go masters. They're taking the top 20, like not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty confident in making top 20. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I'm not going to give that chance up for you may or may not get to compete on a team. So here's the way we want to do it. If you guys can consent to that, then we will agree to go team. So that was, that was how that started. It wasn't kind of a, hey, I'm going to take an off year. We were like, no, we're putting a team together to 100% believe in each other, and we're going to go to the CrossFit Games. And um, so my approach has never been – I don't. yeah, my, my approach has just been team to me is a higher level than masters, and whether a lot of masters want to admit that or not, it's very true. Um, we are still – masters, right? We are not the individuals. We are not the team athletes. We do not get the same coverage. And so to me, if I can still go team, I, I feel like that's 
still a higher playing field, higher level playing field for me. Um, mm -hmm. So that was my that was my decision for last year. That might have been a roundabout way to say it, but at the end of the day, I felt like going team was still a higher achievement than going as a masters. Okay, great. So and you guys, I, uh, go ahead, Scott. So I have a question about team overall. Yeah. Uh, we had Carolyn Prevo on the other night, and we talked about how because of everything that happens in the team division, you really have to trust the people that you are teaming up with. Mm -hmm. There's also the injury factor. Why can't we put together an affiliate cup where you have six active members that you can place people into the event they're good at? You know, so like, yeah, yeah I heard games. Her, yeah. When she was talking about that, I was thinking, well, that's sort of like grid league. Right, uh, almost. It, yeah, it, it has that grid league idea um, concept. Not but with the, the not same, same, right? Because it has to be from the same affiliate. Um, I, I liked what she was saying, definitely, and it would def it would certainly bring it would bring a different aspect to it, you know. And it might have been very helpful um, for us that <laughs> that year because um, on day two, the first workout in the morning at West Coast Classic, I got pushed into the metal guardrail at three, two, one go of that rough run. And I fractured my, I got a displaced boxers fracture in my hand. And thankfully there weren't any ring muscle ups or even like bar muscle ups. Cause I don't know how that would have gone. Um, you know, the legless rope climbs were the day before. So I, I got, you know, I had already done that part, but you know, if someone gets injured during play, yeah, it would be kind of nice if you could sub somebody in. Um, you yeah. know, you can do that. You can do that in other professional sports, right? Yeah, I mean, you get, yeah absolutely. You know, I think and that, so, that was actually my follow-up because of being at West coast that year and seeing you break your hand, that would have been nice for your team on an event that you couldn't perform yeah. to sub someone in. Yeah. Luckily um, we were very blessed and uh, I, I was still able to do the things that were programmed so we could still take first place. Um, I think that's a combination of having great teammates and just my coaches having me very well prepared for what I had to do. And three, the luck of the draw with the workouts, right? Like I said, uh, ring muscle ups or something could have been pretty detrimental to me trying to hold on. Um, but uh, yeah, exactly. And, and then the team suffers, you know, um, they, they didn't suffer at West Coast um, because I was able to still do everything, but they suffered at the games. Um, because, you know, I could only get one, one and a half pegboards, right? And, um, you know, that's, that's a bummer. But we kind of knew that going into it, we, we didn't have an alternate. And so it was either I compete and everybody understand like what what's going on, or we just, or they don't get to go to the CrossFit games. And, and for me, that was not even a question. Like I was I was getting them to the CrossFit games, right? So that was like, it's, you know, there's no question for me whether that was going to happen or not. It was just, you know, uh, yeah, if you could sub somebody in that that you you believed in or that was, you know, worthwhile, right, then you could, the team could continue. And, and I, I truly believe that, those other three athletes on my team last year were just phenomenal. I mean, you see Jorge and Britt now, right? They're just, 
smashing it. And, um, and, you know, Ryan Souter was just an absolute beast. So um, it, it was quite a bummer. It was quite a bummer to have that happen for yeah, them. I'm guessing, I'm guessing too, that um, when I think about it, it's an interesting concept. When you think about like having to outfit two more people times, whatever yeah. the number is, right. Yeah. Production quality in terms of like, do you know who's, which athletes they're going to pick for the roster for that event? And, you know, can the announcers, do the announcers have all the right information for them? Do they have the graphics built? Like all that stuff probably, unfortunately, is is probably part of the reason why they don't do some of that stuff. And it's unfortunate that perhaps maybe some of the technology, what Scott, you don't, you don't agree? I think like, there's a 53-man <laughs> roster in a football game. The announcers can go with the flow. Oh, for sure. Think, yeah, I'm just I'm saying CrossFit you know, though. This is CrossFit. <laughs> like, can figure out something team. to say. I'm sure. And it's team, right? <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Like they don't, you know, the elite individual is what gets the lion's share of the coverage, the money, the resources, the you know, all that kind of stuff, the attention. Unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to play, play the other hand I just and think figure out why the benefit of not having people withdraw from the competition. In 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 like you take Miranda with um, mm, yeah. NorCal having yeah, to withdraw instead of having someone there that could have substituted in, they were in first place. Yeah. That took a lot away from that games year. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I'm with you on that. I think that uh, it, it would be really neat. It would have been great to have seen someone be able to step in for NorCal to keep going and competing, right? Um, so in that instance, yeah, it's, it's such a bummer. So, yeah. Yeah. Would have made for an interesting year. Mm -hmm. So you, you mentioned the team, obviously, you know, a little bit of higher prestige than masters. And then, so explain to us sort of the evolution of how 2022 came about. Yeah. Well, after last year, honestly, I, I, I was done competing. I just, you know, after fracturing my hand, trying to go through five, five, five and a half weeks of, it, everything revolved around being ready to compete and it was a, it was a really tough games on me. Um, not that I, I didn't have expectations for myself. In fact, that was probably the easiest competition mentally I've ever done because I, I was, I didn't beat myself up for anything because I knew it wasn't, it, it wasn't my fault when something would happen. Right. Um, Cause I knew I was a capable athlete, but unfortunately physically I just couldn't do some things. And, uh, it, it's really a big shot kind of, you have to take your, your ego out of it. And emotionally though, it's very draining. Like by the end of the weekend, I just said to CJ and Holden, I was like, I just, I just want it to be over. Like mm -hmm. I'm scared every time something is going to get announced, you know, I, I want to feel excited and I, I didn't, you know? And so I came out of the season, I, I wasn't going to compete. I was done. I needed, I really was enjoying what I was doing for work and I wanted to put more time towards that. I wanted to put more time towards the rest of my life. And I just didn't think I wanted to do it all again. So <laughs> CJ, of course, um, the wise man he is that always kind of helps lead me and guide me had said to me, I think that you can win. I think you can win. You know, I, I mm. take your time with it, but I'd love to see you go masters. I, I really think that that's where you can be next year. And I still wasn't there yet. Cause I didn't want to get back into it. You know, I saw everybody else kind of guns blazing like Jorge and Brit were so ramped up after games last year 
And they were able to come right back and just go guns blazing. And I had to pull back so much. And, uh, you know, when you see so many other people being able to do all these things and you're just like, what's wrong with me? I just, maybe I just don't want to do it. And, or this is too much. So I had all those feelings going on. Right. And, uh, then Britt Weiss asked me to do Wadapalooza because we got a team invite and I was like, Oh gosh, Britt's getting really, really good. And she wants to like go prove something and compete. <laughs> so that, so I got sucked right back into competing again. And I was like, Jen Ryan, you better get your butt in gear. So I go to Wadapalooza with Britt and Devin and I realized I didn't really want to do team, but I thought I, I got to get my butt in gear if I want to compete. And so after Wadapalooza, had a chat with the kind of the coaches and actually I kind of decided maybe I did want to go take a chance with the team. Like, Hey, I want to fight for a shot. And they were like, what? CJ's like, Jen, you, you know, kind of what we talked about. I, I really think you can do well as a master. So I was like, yeah, but like, I don't really care about doing that for me anymore. Like I, I, I do better, like pushing hard for other people. Like that's what I feel like I'm, I'm amped up about. So it reinvigorated everyone. I think it was like, okay, let's go. And all of a sudden that competition, like that competitive feeling inside of me just was like, let's, let's freaking go. And you know, come February, I was really ready to start pushing hard again, competing. And even if it meant not taking a spot on the team, I was getting ready for what I had to do in August at the games because I was legitimately competing with two, two, three, four of the best women in our sport. Right. In my opinion, like Britt Weiss and Devin Kim are, they're up and coming. Like they are awesome. Like Jorge, like everybody at Invictus, right. Josh Altrama, like these guys, they may not be like individuals yet, but I would put them against a lot of people. And I knew if I was hanging with them, I was, I was going to beat a lot of people. <laughs> and um, I, I think it, it fueled me just having that confidence back again that I had lost being injured and not being able to do things and just thinking I, I can't do this anymore. It made me realize that I can do it and I don't have to win, but I can give a hundred percent again. And, I, and, and the biggest thing is that I wanted it right. Because I came away from the games last year and I just didn't want it anymore because I didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to emotionally go through all that. And I started to really want it. <laughs> and that's, there was this massive change in February to where I was just like, we're going to fucking go, man. And that, that I got really excited. So then when they kind of decided for sure, like, Hey, we really want you to go masters. We 100% believe in you. And I was like, all right, I'm going to prove y'all wrong. First of all, yeah, I, you know, I, I think you should have picked me knowing it was totally fine. Right. And, yeah. but secondly, I was like, that's fine. Now we go. Cause I'm ready. Like I am ready to get out here and grind and show what I can do. So that, that was where that turning point was that turned 2022 into what it, it was. I read it. I read somewhere where there was a moment. I can't remember at what stage where a workout came out and you were so bummed about that workout. I think it was in the quarters. Maybe it was a rowing workout and you had to flip a switch and you said to yourself, Jen, 
you're Jen F and Ryan. You can do hard things. Yeah. Yeah. That was semifinals. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm five foot two, 127 pounds. The semifinals workouts were 125 pound uh, bench press for 60 reps, 501 K 2 K row. Uh, one rep max clean and jerk, which actually I happen to be very good at. Um, even in my age division. However, after death by wall balls to the 10 foot target, um, those two combined plus the row bench workout. And then you had the snatches where it was, you know, the 10 reps at 95 or 85, I don't know, 85 or 95, 10 at 125, 10 at 145, max at 165. Um, And then I did get really lucky with two workouts I liked, which was the GHD handstand walk bar muscle ups and the high box jumps, heavy farmer carry legless rope climbs. So looking at all four, knowing who the the 30 women, the other 29 women were that had made it to semis, um, you know, I kind of thought to myself, well, this, this is not, there's maybe one workout, maybe two, if you count the legless rope climbs, but it was really about the high box jumps and the farmer's carries. Like if you can't do eight legless rope climbs in 20 minutes, we've got a problem. Um, that's just my opinion. (laughs) But, uh, so if you look at that, like what was, what can I do? Like, am I good enough? I went to try to bench press that 125, and I just lost it. Like it was the Friday before they announced that and I just lost it. Like I was crying to hold in. I hadn't cried or gotten upset like that in a very long time because I was very confident if I just did what Jen Ryan could do, it would get me where I needed to be. And I looked at those six workouts as a whole and I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I'm I'm not going to finish this workout. There are women who just are going to smash this and smash four or five of the other events. I, I don't know, you know, and uh, I literally had to look at myself and be like, who cares? You're, I I know what I can do. People. People can be bigger than me. They can be stronger than me. They can be whatever. And I, I'm still going to like end up where I need to be. But you need to be Jen fucking Ryan because I prove it all the time. Right. And there's no reason I can't prove it again. I, I mean, I led my team to first place at West Coast Classic with a fractured boxer, like a boxer's fracture. Right. Like I clean and jerk 215 with, you know, a fracture three hours old right, in my hand. Right. I, you know, I partner deadlifted us to like a second place finish, you know, that next day. Right. Like I, I can fucking do this. Like you don't need your team, you know, you don't need your teammates. You just need to be Jen Ryan. And, um, it was not easy. (laughs) There were some major moments where Sam dancer had to like talk some sense into me and he did, (laughs) you know, and we had a conversation after the wall ball, clean workout, clean and jerk workout. And, you know, he essentially told me, <laughs> he told me, this is what Sam told me at the end of the weekend, that I needed to stop celebrating things like my wins and stop being so upset about um, the loss, the, the, the things that didn't go as well and not be as emotional. And I needed to act like I belong there because I do. 
And, um, <laughs> and that conversation was kind of caught on video because HQ was in town there, um, like videoing, uh, filming us for the weekend. And I was half embarrassed and half like taking it to heart because I knew Sam was like, he had been there before and he was like just being blatantly honest with me. Um, so, uh, you know, he was 100% right. Um, doesn't mean that I didn't still celebrate the wins at games that I have, but he was very right. I needed to wait to the end of the weekend and I shouldn't have gotten myself so upset the week before or leading into it because at the end of the day, like I did what I needed to do and you know, it got me where I needed to be, you know? So, uh, yeah, there was, that was a very, very emotional, like tough weekend for me, as I'm sure it was for a lot of people and probably even more so for some people who didn't make it. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm not trying to make drama out of my situation, the fact that I made it, but, uh, I, I really had to buck up and be like, I am Jen fucking Ryan and I'm going to show these people. <laughs> I will show Bosman that if he wants the big girls there, this little girl is going to fucking be there too. And I want it. <laughs> with, with that self-talk, is Jen effing Ryan a different character? Like, is she the competitive athlete that you have to like wake up and say it's go time? Yeah, I, I think I, I do have to like wake that person up because I will have these moments where I still don't believe in myself. Um, which is a bit of a bummer because I, I do 100% know that if I wake that person up and I just do what I can do, I, I am number fucking one. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of let that, that poor mindset get to me again during the event outside on day three in the morning in the, the wall ball, like heavy carry mm. workout. And, and I can pinpoint it. Like, I just remember looking at CJ and Hunter down at the end like my coaches and just thinking like, fuck, I can't fucking do this. Like I'm too fucking small again. Like I'm so sick of this. Like this is hard. And I mentally let it go. Like I, I, I thought I couldn't win or stay in the top three. And I lost the mindset of Jen Ryan, the competitor that just needs to do what she can do. Like I did on that rowing bench workout you know I didn't take first I think I, I don't remember what it was but it, I don't even think it ended up being my worst workout of the weekend but I said I am going to hold my fucking paces I'm going to do this bench the way I know how and I'm gonna believe that I can still do this and that Saturday morning during that workout I did not believe that I believe that because every other woman out there was bigger than me because the temp the other, the woman from Italy, who's also my same size, didn't show up for day three for some reason. So, um, sorry, my dogs are squeaking. Uh, so yeah, so I looked at it as, well, everybody else here is at least 145 pounds and bigger and I'm less than 130. They can just do that. They're, they're going to beat me. Right. And what I forgot about during that workout is all these, all these women are suffering right now. They're all suffering. This isn't easy but they mentally are pushing. Right. And if I had mentally pushed my, like pushed my body, like 
I know I'm fitter than some of those women who are bigger than me out on that floor. And I could have beat some of them. All I needed was a couple more space spots. All I needed was like two spots higher. And I know I'm fitter than three to four to five of those women who beat me. I know it. And I'm not saying that in a mean way, but if you don't believe that, then why are you there? Right. And so, um, they're all fit, but I know I'm fitter. And again, if you don't believe that, then why are you here? And so I was like, why are you here, Jen? If you don't believe that, cause you gave, you gave away first place mentally. It wasn't physical at all, at all. Right. I wasn't going to take first. I wasn't even going to take a top four on that workout, but if Jen Ryan, the competitor had just clicked in instead of thinking I'm too small, I can't do this. I, I would have, I would have been much, much better off. Yeah. I find, I find that you can't um, sort of judge physical characteristics either too much in competition. I mean, it's, it's easy at the games because you know who all these competitors are, you yeah, know, you know yeah. their strengths and weaknesses, but I've been at other like local competitions where there have been women that, look like they should kick my ass in a workout and like they don't even show up on the podium at the end of the day yeah. and it and it you it does it gets in your head you see these bodies and you're just like oh yeah. shit like she's gonna kick my ass um and she didn't <laughs> you know and it's like you kind of you kind of learn that is there any kind of um camaraderie between some of the the smaller athletes or maybe some of the larger bodied athletes like do you and like Rebecca Fuselier ever kind of like be like hey girl I got you like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. her personally no I I know who she is she's awesome yeah. um no I don't think so I I don't know I I feel like I really should be better about not just being like well I'm small you know so I can't can't or you know can't do this um but I suppose I don't know. I really, I identify a lot with like Christy Ermo, O'Connell. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, you're my hero. Yep. You're like little, you're my size and you just smash things, you know? So yeah, I suppose there's that little, like, like internally, I'm just like, oh, wow, look at what she's doing. Or, yeah. um, so that's really great. Um, that is but cool. she has the same self-talk problems that yeah. you do. Yeah. I know. Well, and I've known her for a while because CJ, used to coach her. So she ha was out at Invictus for a while. And, um, you know, I just stayed, stayed very good friends with her over the years. Um, you know, she competed on uh, one of the Invictus teams. And so, yeah, we've certainly connected over the years. And I, and I know as some of that she, she deals with as well and tries to manage. So it's, it's certainly something to connect with and it drives me, you know, I, I'm seeing her out there doing that then, you know, why can't I, right? Um, Christy wouldn't have given up during that workout. And Kristen Holta, same thing, right? So Kristen Holta, essentially about my same size, really. Uh, and I've known her for an extremely long time. And sometimes I do have to think, like, what would Kristen Holta do? <laughs> Kristen Holta would not give up, right? She would not complain. She would not cry. Um, so I, I've tried to adopt that, you know, she told me one time a long time ago when during the age group qualifiers, when she was here in town, she was like, you get one hour after the workout to, you know, think about it and sulk and then come meet me at the beach, you know? And I'm like, okay. Cause I can't show up in an hour and be like sulking and upset still. Cause first of all, she would give zero fucks. She would, she was <laughs> like, we're not talking about this. Like you need to move on. So, you know, yeah, it's, it, it, but that did help me move on from that workout because I still had two more workouts that day 
to, to manage. And I think I looked at Hunter and I just said, and, and CJ, and I said, it is what it is. It's my fault. I haven't done enough wall balls throughout the year. This is my own fault. I can't blame it on anyone. And so, um, you know, you get a little time. And, but I do think about like the, the other small people doing big things. I'm like, oh, I need to be doing that too. I need that mindset. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I imagine that you're probably like when you said, you know, Kristen Holta and Christy Armo, you sort of, you know, look up to them in a little way. I'm sure there are other smaller bodied athletes that look up to you, you know, and see yeah. that, you know, your size and what you're capable of doing. So that's, that's pretty cool too, to kind of wear that, wear that. I, I know that a for a fact. Yeah. My nutrition, my nutrition coach looks up to Jen Ryan yeah. as much as anybody in the Aww. sport. I love yeah. her. She's, She's a tiny person too, right? Yeah. She is. <laughs> yes, she is. And she <laughs> does great people. things. She does great things. Yeah. That headspace is tough. Um, I want to take us back just a little bit because we've never had you on the show before, Jen. Um, what did what was a teenage Jen frickin' Ryan like? Oh my gosh. Well, I still worked out twice a day a lot. Um, <laughs> I played every sport. Uh, I wanted to play an after school sport so that I didn't have to go to work. <laughs> so I told my, my parents, oh, oh, guess what? I joined swimming. Jen, it's your senior year. You've never even done swimming. I know, but I can't do cross country. I have shin splints. Like, okay, but you know that way I didn't have to go to like work after school. <laughs> so yeah, and then um, so throughout the year, whatever I was doing, basketball, volleyball, um, the soccer, different things. After you know practice, so like three days a week or something, and I'd have my mom take me out to like my grandparents' house because I lived in Iowa. So you know by October it's cold and dark at like by like six o'clock. Right. So I'd have, I'd go out to my grandparents and run for an hour on the treadmill, you know? So there, there are a lot of times as a teenager, I was still doing two a day workout sessions. <laughs> um, what else? I, I was very social. I loved going to school because I loved, I didn't want to miss school because I didn't want to miss the social aspect. So maybe that's very similar to being a CrossFit and wanting to go to the classes and just wanting to, you know, keep going in this, competitive sport because I love, I don't want to miss out. I love going and being around all the people. So that was a big thing. Yeah. yeah. How did you first stumble across CrossFit? I lost a bet when I was in Myrtle Beach out one night with some friends who had been trying to get me to go for a while. I don't even remember what the bet was, but if I lost it, I had to go to CrossFit like that next week. And I ended up losing and I went and, and I really, I liked it a lot. I just, I got very excited about, uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very competitive. <laughs> uh, I liked that, you know, you got a score on the whiteboard. I liked that I could beat the guys. And um, it was something to, I, I had a different value about myself again, right? I felt very empowered uh, because I, I feel like I went through my teens and 20s feeling like this woman or this young girl who did not feel very empowered, did not have good self-confidence, um, had a very poor body image, you know? And um, so CrossFit just gave me this thing. I was like, now I'm working out to beat people and to be better than I was, and this is awesome. So that, I came across it, and I was just was like, I am hooked. What were you doing in Myrtle Beach? Were you vacationing, or were you living there? Yeah, I, well, I lived in Columbia, South Carolina for about 14 and a half years because I moved there to go to school in 98, and then I just stayed because I didn't want to go Did back. Did you go to, to USC? USC? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You were a Gamecock, huh? I was a Gamecock. Yes. Yeah. My dad. My dad just moved out of uh, North Myrtle Beach. He was in North Myrtle Beach yeah. for about nine years. Yeah. Yep. What CrossFit gym did you go to? Uh, Carolina CrossFit. Okay. I wonder if it's still there. I've dropped in many places down there. I think it is, but it, it was it was the first one. Um, it was the first one in Columbia. And that was what, like 2012, 2013? Uh, no, 2009. 2009. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. OG, so, OG. Very seriously. OG. Yeah. Seriously. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about Masters Fitness Collective because it's coming up in a couple of weeks. You are, are you the reigning champ or did you skip last year? I didn't go last year because I had the fractured hand and it was yeah. only a month after game. So I, I needed to to slow my roll. <laughs> <laughs> but you are the 2020 champion of your I age was, group, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you're the one to beat this year, I would imagine. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I don't Who's, know. Do you know that. anyone else in your age group? Yes. Oh, there's so many. There's so many great ones. Anna, uh, Tonicliffe, Tobias. Oh, right. What's her yeah. married name now? Tobias. 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 Yes. I, so I competed against her in 2019 at the games when she just smashed everything. Um, I didn't really get to know her that well then. So I'm actually so excited to just, I don't know, just be around her greatness. Like it's just, I, I'm, I don't know. It's just very cool. So it's really neat to see her back. So she'll be there. Sarah Blunk, who's amazing. Uh, she was there in 2020, just made it so fun. She's been to games numerous times. I mean, she's just a hoot. Um, Laura Nielsen, I was hoping was going to be there. She's been going through, I, I think she's recovering from something, so she may or may not be, but she's great. Uh, and, and there's just, there's a few other women too that I'm just, I'm so excited to to see. Yeah. And, and are, uh, are Karen and dad coming? Oh yeah. yeah. They'll Karen. be there. They'll be running the recovery booth. They have talked to so many different like sponsors and people. Oh man, that master's yeah. recovery booth is going to be the jam. That's going to be where everybody's at. I love it. That's gonna be fun. I love fun. I love the vibes. Yeah, I'm pumped. It's gonna be it's very it's gonna be very fun. Uh, yeah. So I just get excited to see to see people and uh and talk with the other athletes. I sound like I'm competitive and that I want to like smash people, but I just have a great time just shooting the shit and you know I love to like just joke around, talk smack to somebody like just for fun. It's just, it's way more fun that way, you know? But then you, when you're yeah. out there, right, and you're going, you're like, oh, now I'm going to smash this person. <laughs> well, and you guys are the only, you know, you're the only, it's only masters, right? So there's not, there aren't, there aren't other groups that people are paying attention to. And it's just, you guys are front and yeah. center. Um, we're going to have a nice, really cool check-in process this year, too, where everyone's going to get their gear. And it should um, be really fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I wanted to I wanted to go back and ask you a question. Um, you mentioned that Sam gave you some words of advice when you were sort of in your head during the semifinals. Um, were you able to give him any words of advice uh, after his untimely withdrawal from the games? Did you get to talk to him at all? Yeah, I got to talk to him a good bit. You know, he still came and stayed with us. I, he, they stayed at the same hotel uh, as us. Um, I told him that he should have come to Fort Wayne with us the week before uh game for the athlete camp instead of going to Denver. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was like, you went to the wrong place. Should have stayed with me the last month of games, but right. you know, I'm healthy. I was like, don't worry, I'm injury prone too. So I really I'm not 
you know what I did tell him as I said, Sam, if you stay with me, I'm the one that gets injured. The problem is you left and mm. I'm not injured and now you got injured. So actually I did give him that advice. So I said, next year, you can't leave. <laughs> you, gotta, right. you gotta stay. Um, you know, Sam, Sam is just so in, insightful and in tune with himself. Sometimes I'm not sure what to say besides just to be supportive and let him know that we all, we love him and we're here for him. Um, and I, I think that's just kind of what Sam needs mm -hmm. is just to know that and have that support. So I, I don't think that I had a whole lot of insightfulness for him. Um, more just like, just letting him know we all have like these really positive vibes and thoughts for him. Um, but I've, I've messaged him a few times. Actually, I messaged him on Sunday and told him I was I was thinking about him and and just you know sending more uh, good vibes his way for a, a pleasant recovery. So um, good, good. Do you have any I have, other? I have one final, yeah. one final question, kind of in this vein. Is your background is in nursing? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked to like physical therapists mm -hmm. who say that they have a physical therapist on their shoulder and an athlete. And the athlete always wins. <laughs> yeah. You, you had an appendectomy weeks before the 2020 open. <laughs> you had a fractured hand at West coast classic. What would the nurse on your shoulder say to you that you ignored as an athlete? I also want to note, I fractured my foot a month and a half before or two months before masters fitness collective 2020. <laughs> I remember that. Like, that was during quarantine. I dropped my bike erg coming off my front porch onto my foot and I kept going for two more days and then it blew up. So I think I really did it. But anyways, yeah. So a couple years in a row, all this craziness. Um, let's see. You know, I think the thing is that being an ER nurse for so long, I'm like, you'll be fine, Jen. Like, you're good. Like nothing's that big of an emergency. Like you're not dying. It's not a trauma, you know, like we can fix everything. <laughs> so that's like the part of me, I suppose that's just kind of like, it's fine. Like the nurse in me, you know, even last year, even after West coast classic, I didn't even go get an x-ray. I fractured it Saturday. We got, I got back Monday. I went into work on Tuesday. <laughs> they were like, what is going on with you? I was like starting IVs with a broken hand. And I was like, this is really, it's really achy. I want, I think something's wrong. So, so I went, um, I'm the worst patient, you know, and then I get patients that come in with a loose, like a hangnail. They're like, Oh, I don't want to go to work. You know, I'm like, Do you know what I just did? Um, and so I didn't look at an x-ray until that following Wednesday night. And they were like, then I tried to go into work on Thursday with like the splint on my hand. They're like, you can't be here. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm fine. Look what I can do. I can start. I, I can do these things. They're like, no, you can't. You know, so I don't know. To me, it's just, I don't know. I guess, I don't know, physical therapist, things like that. If it's a little bit different, I don't know. But just like as an ER nurse, I'm just kind of like, suck it up. Some, we'll fix you. Like you can be right. fixed. Suck it up and you'll be fixed. That's that's my ER nurse advice. <laughs> so last question on this, I swear. No, no, it's good. Whose strategic idea was it 
to have the smallest person on the team closest to the start corral at West Coast Classic? Oh, no, listen. Well, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm so, just kidding. Listen. <laughs> I'm not blaming your team. Oh I, it was just a joke. <laughs> it was, well, uh, I was right behind Jorge and he, so he was going strong. The problem is we got pushed by the people behind us. It was like, bam. It was just, yeah. You might have to explain that to some people, Scott, what the joke was about. So the way she broke her hand was at West Coast Classic, all the teams were together in a corral and they had to go out into the lane. On the way out, Jen got shoved into the fencing. And that's how she broke her hand. So I was just joking that <laughs> whose idea was it ever on the outside closest to the danger. Right, we, need, we need you insulated. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the joke leading up to games. Jorge was like, we need to put bubble wrap around you. Like you need to be bubble wrapped. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Do you have a, do you have any other off season plans, Jen, after MFC? I am going to do Wadapalooza. I did the, the master's qualifiers. So I did that, you know, I really wanted to do a team with Becca Voigt and Kelly Friel because I love them. And I just thought it would have been the most fun elite team of three. Like here's the podium from masters 40 to 44 competing against, you know, the, the open age group team of three. So I even emailed them at water Flues and I was like, Hey, I got them to agree to do it. Like, do you think we can get an invite? Like, Kelly plays first, like she's not going to do, you know, her master and, you know, fair enough. And they were, Dana emailed me back. She, she's so wonderful. She was like, I love this idea. You know, I would love to have this, but none of y'all actually qualify for the invite according to the rules. So, you know, if you do the qualifier, but, um, you know, Be Becca's got rogue, uh, coming up. Kelly's just had a ton going on with like work and everything. And, um, so I don't, I don't know if we'll, we'll do the qualifier. I haven't actually talked to them again yet after not getting the like, Hey, yeah, you get the invite, you know? So, um, right. So I, I thought that would have been so fun since we're all going to be doing individual next year. Like it is really fun sometimes to do a team event at one of these things, you know? So, sure. uh, so I think that I'll just go, um, I should have to register by tonight for Wadapalooza for masters. So I think that I will do that. You know, we've got a couple of teams from Victus going. So, um, I, I think it'll be really fun. It'll be a fun time. I'm sure I'd be have some FOMO if I ended up not going. So yeah, I sure. think I'll go and do that. So that's the other thing I'm going to do. Awesome. And then of course, open. And then as far yeah. as you can go in there to as get back as to the game. As long as I stay healthy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you again, spending some time in Fort yeah. Wayne. And uh, it'll be a couple weeks. We'll see you with the whole Invictus crew, I'm sure. Yep. And best of luck to you and thanks for your time. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you liked what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.